Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Attention pro athletes. Want to secure your financial legacy and thrive off the field? Oak Bridge Wealth Management, led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, is your dedicated financial planning ally. But don't take it from me. Take it from the Dallas Cowboys' Tyler Biotish. He says, Chris set goals financially and has been incredibly impactful in my journey in the NFL. Experience our customized, comprehensive approach, trusted by top NFL players. Don't leave your financial success to chance. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anaceti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And let Oakbridge Wealth Management guide you across the goal line. Welcome back to the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Once again, I'm Matt Perkins, joined as always by Badger legend, the Hebrew Hammer himself, Matt Bernstein. Bernie, how are we feeling today? Dude, we're undefeated. One uh, oh. Wanna know, baby. I, I feel great. I mean, do you know how much fun it is to watch football again? Especially yes, Badgers. I do. Everything's new. I love literally my Instagram feed is only scrolling. It's like Badgers, Wisco, Badgers, Wisco. It's like there's nothing else that I have besides Wisconsin football outside of my family, which I'm, you know, representing for my daughter today. Um Dude, well, there's really nothing else you need, though, either. I mean, is there anything else you need besides Badger football? Because I really don't think so. No. As you can see, I'm not in my usual corner of the world. I'm in Virginia, and I wore my Wisconsin shirt everywhere yesterday. It was great. So I wanted everyone to know who we're representing. My wife did, too. And she looked at us, at me, and was like, how much of a dorks are we that we're, like, rocking our Bucky So Like, we're the coolest people in Virginia. Like, how dare you? <laughs> um but no, I, you know, I I know we're going to get into it, but man, it's so good to, you know, see the Motion W on a helmet rocking out. It's exciting. Yeah. The whole game to me was exciting. It was very exciting. I mean, obviously kick off to a new era and we will get into all of that here in just a second. But before we do, want to remind everyone listening, watching, or however you are consuming this show that we are presented by betonline.ag where they continue to be your number one source for all of your online sports wagering needs. You name it, they've got it over there at BetOnline. Guess what? Football season is officially in full swing. MLB pennant race is coming down to the wire, kind of. And no, but in all the other sports, NFL kicking off next week, your Jets and my Bills on Monday Night Football, Bernie. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, everything. Soccer is uh, in full swing here as well. So no matter what your sport or your game is, they've got it over there at betonline.ag. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to head on over and sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus with our promo code believe that's b l e a v bet online where the game starts bernie it's time for monday morning fullback like we always do during the season we're going to go about 20 minutes talking the good the bad and the ugly of what we saw this weekend but we're positive guys bernie you and i are both positive guys so we got to start with the good and i'm going to start with with the most basic thing the team came out with a new offensive system new defensive system kicked the rust off and got to win i think that's a good thing to start with I 100% agree. I The good to me was that as the game progressed, you saw us getting better and better, more confident, more confident. And you know what? When you need guys to step up, 
I thought we had two guys in particular who literally took the team on their backs. And, um, you know, and Braylon and Chez, who these guys look like they're on a whole new level of, of playing. Like they were just silky smooth in the backfield, making cuts. They What I love is that, you know, what, what Braylon had 17 carries, Chez had 13. That would have been 30 for Braylon in, in you know, game one last year, a couple of years, five, you know, uh, five years back. So I love that they're be able to bounce each that off so now Braylon's not going to be destroyed he's going to be fresh from mm-hmm. Washington State um, but on top of that oh yeah. let me let me jump in there Bernie he also had Please. seven catches and not a ton of yards on the catches but you like to see that he is going to be a receiving threat out of the backfield so he ends up getting 24 touches he's the most important player on the offense outside of Tanner Mordecai probably and you I think you can make a case that he's the most important player on the offense because of what he brings with his physicality and his ability to punish guys you saw him really run through some dudes. There were a couple of times there, especially on that longer run there, and I think it was third or fourth quarter, uh, where that set them up for the touchdown. I think he got the next play. Uh, I, I saw him truck a guy, and I don't think that guy wanted to come back and play any more football after that. But, you know, to be fair, if he's coming at me with a full head of steam, that 245 pounds, I might not want to do that either. But I like seeing Braylon get involved in the passing game. And I thought both of those guys were adequate in pass production at least. And so we didn't really see a lot of Jackson Aker until the game was pretty much sealed up and locked out. But just seeing those two guys out there, one of them was out there for pretty much every snap. Uh, and it was nice to see the versatility and the ability. And Chez looks 100% healthy. I think really for the first time in a Badger uniform, he's truly healthy. And you see what he can do. That 89-yard run was electric. Whew, beautiful. Uh, you bring up a lot of good points. I think with those guys catching the ball, the versatility of the offense, there's so many weapons. Mm-hmm. I mean, what do we say? There's like eight or nine guys had a catch. I mean, yeah, I this think, is... I think, well, I mean, Tanner Mordecai had a catch off of a batted ball. That was a little weird. So it technically counts as a catch for him. I think seven different, I think seven different players had a catch though. Listen, if you take away, so if you take away two, to me, if you take away two interceptions, one, one, I'm going to go with one was a mistake and one he just tried to force it. It wasn't really a mistake. The guy wasn't not open. He just threw it to, to, um, threw it behind him. The guy just undercut it. So outside of those, you, you really, I mean, what else? Like, uh, we had like six drops, seven drops. I mean, and, and my other, my, I guess my ugly would be, we're just, we, we started too slow. You know, it felt like all the hype, all the anxiety, all the pressure, all the, yada 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 took two quarters to kind of shake that all off mm-hmm. also matt the good i i like our offense did you you know like we we beat them up physically but we also beat them up in just the way that we're so conditioned now yeah. i mean the o-line wasn't hands on hips they didn't look tired and they were to me the o-line did a pretty solid job there's a, yeah, listen, there's a ton to learn from they worked. They did a good. The run game, especially, they were whooping people's butts. Dude, the pass game's hard. You know, like you you get these different reads. There's a lot of tape to go over. But I thought the old line played pretty well, and they were beating people up, and they were doing it the whole game. Yeah, to me, uh, Riley Malman, the right tackle, was uh, the star of the offensive line. They all played solid. I think 
Tanner Bordellini, you still see a couple issues with the snaps when, you know, in the shotgun, he's floating them instead of really getting them back to Mordecai quickly. And I think that extra quarter of a second can be helpful if we can get him a little bit more confident in his snapping. I imagine when Jake Renfro gets back, he's going to slide into that center spot and we'll see what happens with Bort, who we know is the most versatile of the offensive linemen that the Badgers have. He can play pretty much every position on the line. I thought that... Uh, Joe Huber in his first game, uh, the Cincinnati transfer started at left guard. I thought he played well. Michael Furtney, six-year senior, solid. Jack Nelson gave up one sack. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how he progresses as the blindside protector. He's not going to get with the with considering how thin the Badgers are at tight end. He's not going to get a lot of help this season. He's going to be left on an island alone. He's going to really have to step up as Mordecai's blindside protector. But overall, you know, I think that Buffalo came with a lot of blitzes, a lot of stunts, and they did a pretty good job picking those up and passing them off. But we ta- I talked about tight ends quickly. I uh, got to highlight true freshman Tucker Ashcraft, who looked like he belonged. Like he looked, he physically and mentally looked like he belonged in his first college game as a true freshman, you know, in the two deep. And not only did he not make any mistakes, he made a couple really nice catches. And I think uh-huh. that you see why the coaching staff is so high on him. He has the upside to be a real impact player down the line. Uh, Bernie, elsewhere on the offense, do you have anything else you want to talk about? I mean, you know, it just, it was, it's just, uh, I was excited to watch the offense. I just really was. You know, the up tempo, my only negative is we started too slow. And that was it. And, and I'm not, you know, Skyrobell had a drop that was going to yep. put the nail on the coffin. Well, was it going to pull the nail? I feel like, though, if he – that was like two plays, I think, before that first interception. He catches that ball, takes it to the house. This is a completely different game, and I think we see a blowout. You know, and, and, and Coach Fickle in his press conference said that he wanted to play clean. They didn't do it exactly, mm-hmm. but I no. think they did it way better than we've seen, especially last mm-hmm. year. We were at like five, six, you know, penalties. We had a couple. Um, but, I, you know, overall, like, not well oiled yet, but uh, but like at least giving me hope that mm-hmm. we can get there. You know, they didn't yeah. give up. They played hard, and then they came out in the second half. And to me, they scored what uh, fourteen? I can't even do the math. But they scored more points in the second half, which I like. And I think that's the tempo that's going to wear teams down. It's impossible to practice against unless your offense does it. And I didn't see any of our guys really exhausted, even on defense. Mm-hmm. And I think we did come out vanilla. So like. You knew this was going to happen. It's Buffalo. It's their championship. Buffalo came mm-hmm. out and played a pretty good game. Um, yeah. They stuck to with what they were going to do. They got the ball out quick. We, you know, we didn't have any sacks, but they were they were whipping the ball. That guy wasn't holding it um, for a second. They were max protect. You know, we gave them some of the under, like the under routes. You know what? Great, good for you. Yeah, Buffalo. that, that, you, that, you that was interesting. Job. That was interesting. I think they did a good job on the broadcast commentary talking about how. The defense is not only switching from the 3-4 to a 3-3-5, but they're switching from a very heavy zone team to a very heavy man team. And you saw, I think Alexander Smith of the corners played played a really nice game. Uh-huh. He he was really solid in tackling on the outside. He would he got through some blocks to make some good tackles, even in the backfield on some of those quick screens and stuff like that. He was a standout to me on the defense, as was Jake Cheney. I think Jake Cheney as sort of, you know, we have three true starters at inside linebacker, right? Only two of them might be on the field at any given time, but they have three starters that talked about that. Jake Cheney, I think, made some really, really big, important plays in big situations. And I can't say I'm surprised. I mean, he is literally a carbon copy of Chris Orr. 
and he looks like Chris Orr out there on the field to me. Uh, other good stuff that you saw on the defense, burn. I thought Jordan Turner, you know, those guys, the inside backers were everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, you're right. You know, this is game one against an actual opponent. Like, that, we have to really say that we went from a, a, a scheme that all these dudes knew for four years, five years, some of them. Now it's their sixth year, and it's all new stuff. So that's what's the point of the, you know, like the, the great thing about these limp-in games kind of is that you're getting a team's best. Buffalo gave us their best for at least two and a half quarters. Like, mm-hmm. I was impressed how hard they were playing. But it's good for our guys that that film is is invaluable, right? Like the the look is invaluable. Now we go to Washington State. We got to take that step forward. Um, I think Coach said it also on his press conference. Like tackling wasn't that good. You saw a lot of missed tackles, but those are things you shore up, right? That's speed of the game. You see it once. It's gonna be you can you can coach that now, right? Like these guys were there to make the play. I think we'll see a better defense and a way better offense come next week. Attention athletes, do you want a frictionless and tailored financial planning experience to secure your future? Well, look no further. Introducing Oak Bridge Wealth Management, the premier financial planning firm for professional athletes. Led by wealth manager Chris Anasetti, our team provides a unique and comprehensive approach, ensuring your financial success both on and off the field. We understand the unique challenges you face as a professional athlete from managing cash flow habits to planning major business purchases and navigating complex contracts. That's why we've developed a proven process, working closely with our strategic partners to provide seamless solutions for your unique financial journey. Our services evolve with your career, offering short, mid, and long-term goal setting, portfolio optimization, real estate investments, and more. As you transition to life beyond the field, We support you with career development and philanthropic ventures. But don't just take our word for it. Top NFL players like Chase Roulier, Tyler Biotish, Alec Ingold, and more trust Oak Bridge Wealth Management to guide them towards financial success. Troy Dye of the Minnesota Vikings says, I really love the work that Chris and the rest of the Oak Bridge group do. I especially like the honesty and transparency when it comes to setting up financial goals and plans that best fit my needs and situation. It's time to elevate your financial game plan. Connect with Chris on Instagram at OakbridgeWM underscore Anicetti. That's OakbridgeWM underscore A-N-I-C-E-T-E. And join the winning team. Yeah, so let's move into I think that's, you know, that's the good. Um, I'll get into the bad here. You know, we, we have to, you know, find some find some deltas, right? Find some things that need improvement. And I think the first one of them that I want to talk about is the pass rush or lack thereof. Zero sacks on the day, not even a lot of pressures. Now, that was a lot of due to the fact that Buffalo was going really quick with a lot of their passes. Still, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more pressure, especially from Daryl Peterson, CJ Getz, uh, Jeff Petrowski, those outside linebackers who we were expecting to to get in there, uh, they they didn't. Um, and I, you know, like I said, I think that is a lot by design, but it's something that is going to need to change a little bit once the Badgers get into playing tougher opponents because you need those big plays, you need those sacks, especially on you know maybe a, a you know a second and lo- to, second along to really force a third and really long instead of a third and manageable kind of thing, and I expect that to 
to change a little bit. I think we saw a very, very vanilla scheme wise in defense and offense, quite frankly. But I think the defense we're going to want to see more pressure. I think they'll be getting coming with more pressure up the middle. I mentioned Jake Cheney earlier. I think he's going to be a guy who we see blitzing the A gaps a lot moving forward. I think that that is a place where the Badgers can really get more pressure on the quarterback, on the offensive line. Um, because those, I mean, those defensive linemen are asked to really just grab and hold up blocks. Um, you know, they were a little bit thinner. Isaiah Mullins was out with an injury. He's a guy that the Badgers, I know, expect to contribute a fair bit. So not having him, I think, was a little bit tough because he's someone who's really good at occupying blockers. I think that when you look at James Thompson and Rodas Johnson, you know, I, they were fine. They were solid. But we're going to need to see either more linemen holding up blockers so those linebackers can get in or those guys, you know, becoming more true pass rushers. So I'm, you know, that I think for me on the defensive side, that was probably the biggest issue that I ran into. Um, and, you know, and just some missed tackles, uh, guys going for going for big hits instead of wrapping up. I think we, we saw that a couple of times. And I know the instincts, especially with a lot of these safeties coming downhill, these linebackers coming downhill, they want to hit, you know, hit stick guys. But sometimes you just got to wrap up. Sometimes you just got to wrap up and stop and stop the guy. So um, moving to the offensive side of the ball, nothing really bad. I think uh, I think that second interception from Mordecai was was not a good throw. Uh, that was just I don't I think that was an ill-advised throw. The first one he throws a little bit behind receiver. The the trailing defense back makes a really nice play on the ball. I'm not I'm a little bit nonplussed about that, but the second one concerns me a little bit more, especially when you're trying to salt the game away. Don't, you know, don't force it there. You can Well, they they, know, they got points off of that too, right? Yeah, they got a so touchdown like, off of that. In a big game, that's a big mistake. Yeah. I won't cut you off, but keep going. No, you're no, no. I'm, that, I'm done. Matt Perkins, you're doing you're doing great, man. For the first I'm one, doing my here, man, you are doing my best. Beautiful. Here's what I will say. I say Tanner's going to, first off, he played pretty well. I mean, he, he, what I liked is he wasn't forcing things. He was, he, except for two, two times he was throwing. He looks like he was making reads. I don't, it doesn't look like he felt comfortable, like trying to get out of the pocket. So I think there's yep. a lot of that he could have done, right? Yep. Like there was a lot of times when he was like by himself, I think he'll, he'll come into that, you know, he's still his, he might've played a lot of football, but this is his first game with a new coach in his mm -hmm. third program. Right. So like, yep. We got to cut him a break. To me, to only miss seven targets and have one to be a drop, it's a pretty good day for him. Or 190. I think it was actually two drops. So two drops. So what do you go? What do we say? He went 26 for 34? Uh, uh, it was 24 for 31. So literally, he five misses and two were picks yeah. and two were drops, right? Yeah. So like, the guy played a pretty solid game for what we asked he him did. to do. And and Phil Longo said it best. He's like, if they're going to give us the run game, we're going to we're going to take it, and they did. And they they did that, and they opened things up. And so so I, I, well, all I'm saying is, two bad passes. One, I think he's still he's he's trying to make a play. Like all this anticipation. What I kept saying during the game is like, guys, don't get away from the game plan. Mm -hmm. Don't don't try to do things because everyone in the stands and watching expects. 50 points like mm -hmm. don't do it don't go there like co hey coaches just relax guys it's the second quarter you know like we're playing buffalo you if you coach them correct we're gonna be fine like that's what i kept saying like let's just chill just chill just chill 
do the game plan, short passes, dink and dunk down the field, and you're going to have a big play. And outside of Skyler Bell, that would have been a big play to me. That was a big play. That the, tells- the, the pass to, to Chimery for the touchdown, that was a big play. That was, so, that was a nice play downfield. So my bads are this little. I yeah. think Chimray's a playmaker, and we got to get more touches in him. That's why him now, being on special teams is important. Yes, that was – he was the highlight of special teams because I wanted to get to the ugly because my ugly was special teams. I mean, <laughs> it, you know, it continues to be the running theme of Believe in Badgers is ugly special teams. The, the kickoff out of bounds, I'm, I'm, you have one job. You have one job, and your job is to not kick it out of bounds, and you kicked it out of bounds. And I just – I'm not – if you're a kickoff specialist, you cannot like you can't be kicking out of bounds, giving them the ball at 35 yard line. I'm sorry, unacceptable. Punt game was meh. I expected more. It was meh. Yeah, the was... return game, Chim was good. I think I think Chim, having Chimry back there, like you and I talked about last week uh, with Jay Coco, I think it's a good thing to have one of your playmakers, and it's another way to get the ball in his hands. Yeah. Uh, in you know in the special teams he had a couple of returns you know he made a couple cuts he made you know and got positive yards I think on both of his returns uh, he got you know two returns 17 yards that's not nothing that's 17 yards closer to the goal line so it's, I'm it's, I'm not mad at it no I, I think my I mean my ugly is very small too my ugly is that we just were too slow coming out of the gates I mean mm-hmm. we scored but then we didn't do anything for a while. And we kind of let um, Buffalo dictate a couple things, which which we can't do, right? Like, no. we have to be the dictators um, and not the dictated. So I think there's that. You know, but again, everything's brand new. I don't think on offense we were very anything more than a little bit. We put some, like, you know, fudge in the vanilla. Like, we weren't really crazy. But I think all these things will change Washington State. I think we'll see Georgia Southern. We're not going to really do much, but Washington State's our real, you know, that's a real game for us. We lost going there. It's a big deal, you know, and then the Big Ten starts. And I think these warm up games, non conference games, are going to help us tremendously because we're the we're the team that needs it the most. You know, we're not doing the same things we did every year. We we probably do none of them. Mm -hmm. So it's it's really exciting. And so to me, that's what excites me is that. If we're in the basement of this offense, even the defense too, you know, if we're in the basement, we can't go down. Like we can only go up. And listen, it's exciting to see guys play well. You know, I, if Tanner didn't throw those two picks and Skyler Bell caught that ball, do he looks like an all star? Yeah. So like we're really, but but that's how important three plays are, mm-hmm. right? Kicking the ball out of bounds to me is people are be like, oh, it's not a big deal, but in a game, oh, that's, that's a huge, huge deal. deal. That's huge. I mean, the field the- position alone changes the game. So mm-hmm. these are mistakes that, that you're right, can't happen. I think they're also first-time games. Like, listen, I played a lot of first or non-conference games where teams came in and we, we literally stunk it up and lost. So, like – UNLV. That's, that's one at least. I mean, it's, it's bad when these things happen, when you lose. But it happens. But, you know, so, like, to get, a, to get ahead of it, to win, and to do it in a way that was methodical but yet a little bit exciting, imagine if this offense – throws the ball down the field, throws it to a back, hits all these shorts routes, has nine guys catch a ball, not counting Tanner. Like, think about the like the spreading out. Like, how how do you defend it? It's it's impossible. Well, that's the thing, right? Because these wide receivers, because there were three wide receivers on darn near every play, at least you saw those light boxes that we were looking for, and that's why the run game was so effective 
moving the ball, right? I mm -hmm. mean, Braylon and Chaz were running into five and six man boxes all game long. And you see why that's so important for these guys, especially when you have a physical back like Braylon, who is, you know, it, instead of a 240 pound Mike linebacker coming up to tackle him where it's a fair fight. Now it's a nickel corner. Now it's a free safety trying to come and tackle him in space. And that's not a fair fight. And Yo, so Braylon lit somebody up on, mm -hmm. uh, I mean, lit them up, crushed them to the ground on a blitz. And I was like, oh, my God. And, and it, you know, he it, maybe technically they say he gave a sack up, but that's the place for him to cut that guy, mm -hmm. right? So the play is supposed to be thrown. So that's why I, I, I'm pretty sure if you're telling your back to cut somebody, it's a quick throw. So mm -hmm. Tanner didn't throw it because the guy probably just wasn't open. I didn't watch the play in that much depth, which means that, Yes, it, it's kind of a mark for Braylon, but it's not because it's not. That's not the game. the The game plan is not that. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think pass protection like it's exciting, man. To watch Braylon just destroy somebody who's blitzing, it really means a lot. That he, even him, as the best guy and probably on our team, to step in front of somebody, it's it's work that usually you gave the Groshek's of the world, like the third yep. guy who's like, yep. I'll do anything to play. And yep. no heat thrown to Groshek. He did it very well. I didn't even want to do it. I was like, put Greg Rudin. He'll block in. He'll stand in front of somebody. Um, it's impressive, right? And and I think you're going to see these guys do more and more to try to win and do it in a, in a way that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I mean, that it's it's always great when we talk and the ugly is like we kicked it out of bounds one time. Yep. Hey. Listen, didn't have that I, many I, I'm like, going to find that ugly. I'm going to find it. And, and what, I'm going to talk we, about what, it. Like what uh, – what do we use to say, like last year was like special teams was ugly, uh, penalties were ugly, and like we didn't have we didn't we didn't do that drops no. you know turnovers, really like we the line we dominated the line of scrimmage I thought hey even though we didn't have I thought Jim Tressel played a very vanilla soft game and the Mike Tressel sorry Mike uh, Jim is the guy that haunted my dreams for a little bit um, yes uh, I thought coach was you know like we. They had six guys in the box protecting. We had mm -hmm. three or four rushing. You can't. The second, the, the only times we did start blitzing, we were getting at least close. You know, mm -hmm. we were getting home a little bit, and we also hardly had Jordan Turner. Um, yeah, and and that's the thing. Next week he's going to be out for the first half with that targeting penalty against Washington State. So, and now again, inside linebacker is one of the strongest positions on the team. You'll get Muma and Jake out there, and right. you won't see a huge drop off. Now, Jordan Turner is the best cover linebacker of those three guys. But you didn't have Muma wasn't blitzing that much, and when they do, these guys are ferocious. Mm -hmm. But I think Absolutely. that's the game plan was to not do that, right? Yeah. So, or we just didn't need to. Yep. You know. Like, we didn't need to do a, we didn't need to do a lot against Buffalo. They stuck with us. It looked like it was a heavyweight battle, but it really wasn't. It was we just didn't finish these small things. Which mm -hmm. if we get these things, you know, uh, sewn up, they score maybe what? Not even they score three points, and we score fifty points, and it's a whole different ball game. Absolutely. And all right. Well, uh, you know, and, and we're, we're complaining. We're finding nits to pick. They still had over 500 yards of total offense. So I'm not <laughs> I'm, I'm not really going to go there. So uh, we're going to go out uh, this year. We're going with uh, we're going with the believe six pack. We're going with, the, uh, with our believe in Badgers six pack, our top six players from the game. So uh, with starting with the game ball, our number one is Ches Malusi. I think Ches just, you know, the 89 yard run. And overall, he was he was the dude, man. He was the dude. Uh, our number two, Braylon Allen, uh, you know, one and two, you could kind of 
you know, swap those two in and out for each other. They were both fantastic. Uh, number three, uh, talked about a lot, Jake Cheney. Uh, Jake Cheney was in the not, not, didn't have the most tackles or anything like that, but he was super impactful while in there. Number four, Tucker Ashcraft, huge debut for the freshman. He looked good catching the ball. He looked good blocking. Just uh, kudos, hats off to him for stepping into a really thin tight end position that has been decimated by injuries and uh, just you know, great job to him. Number five, Alexander Smith, the cornerback. I thought he was the star of the defensive backfield, making some of those big, big plays, some of those coming up, making some of those big tackles. And number six, Will Pauling operating out of the slot. We haven't talked about him yet today. He looks so comfortable in the slot, and you see why Phil Longo loves slot receivers just as much as he loves his family. Big things coming for Will Pauling. Will not Mm -hmm. be surprised when he's leading the team in catches and yards this season. Bernie, wrap it up for us. What What's the one thing you're looking for going into Washington State next week? I mean, it's a revenge game. I would like mm-hmm. to see the offense have a, a, a couple more big plays in the air. I mean, obviously we watched the run game just tear it up. But if you're Washington State, you're going to say, we got to stop these guys again. But now we have all these weapons, right? I, I liked Ashcroft. I thought he played great. I thought I want to see DK get the ball a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want you know Bell to get the ball a lot. I want all these guys to get the ball a lot more, and I think they will. I think it will happen. We didn't need them to step up because the run game was so special. I think the O line is right there, and I actually think they bullied a little bit. So I was pretty happy about that because that's what I really wanted. Um, but I'm looking for a team to start fast. I think this team can do it. You know, just relax. Don't listen. Read the hype about you know Fickle's going to take us to the promise line. Like guys, let's just play our game. Just play our game. It's going to happen if you just do that. There's no reason to take all this unneeded, you know, pressure and and um, like anxiety into diff- into all these games. You know, we we did it. We won. We're one and zero. Let's go in there and let's revenge whoop Washington State's behind. Let's do it. We are one and zero, and I am looking forward to next week. And we are looking forward to a couple more shows between now and then. We'll be back twice more this week with uh, some special guests coming your way. So uh, until next time, uh, we appreciate everyone tuning into the Believe in Badgers podcast on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag and Oakbridge Wealth Management. Until next time, on Wisconsin. You know it, baby. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.